Lovely listeners, welcome back to another week of the Life is Funny podcast. It's your boy Evan, here with Josh. Josh, how are you? I'm good. I'm great. It's Monday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You well, sure? You, it was a hesi- hesitated yeah, I mean, there a little like, bit. Uh, nothing crazy. Moved Lauren to her new apartment this weekend, oh, so that's the uh, that's fifth exciting. time in the past two years that she's moved. So that's, wow, that's... a blast. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. Her parents were doing the math, and they figured up in the past six years they've moved her 12 or 13 times. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I guess between, like, moving in and out to IU. Yep, because she never stayed somewhere over the summer there. So every year they would move right. her in and out. In and out. And then she, like, changed places, too. Yep. So it was, like, you know, like, went from a dorm to, like, an apartment or, like, yep. Your, yep. you know, the, the on-campus apartments. And then, like, back and forth and, you know, three more years or whatever. Exactly. And, yeah, now grad school. Dang, Lauren. Yeah, I know. Settle down. <laughs> Calm down. Go to one place. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we'll see if she has to Find yourself a nice guy. Settle <laughs> hey, down. I thought you <laughs> did. Come on. <laughs> There's still time. No, I'm what? just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> not cool. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, not cool. <laughs> but it was, it was good. I mean, got all her stuff moved to Fort Wayne. So, woo to that. Um, but that's really nice. my, my week recap right there is that was what we did this weekend. Yeah. We also went and saw, kept you busy. Yeah. We went and saw a movie. It was the, uh, some kind it was something about the boss, but I don't know. It was with these ladies. Was it boss baby? No, no, not boss baby. That's not in theaters. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> I would assume that it was about was these... it the Jennifer Lopez movie. It's not Jennifer Lopez. Where they're like hustlers. Is it no, called hustlers? No, no, not that. It was like oh, a Tiffany okay. Haddish movie. And they, like, oh. run a makeup company, and then, like, this evil lady, who is actually the mom from Grown Ups, like, buys them out. It, you mean Salma Hayek? Sure. She's the evil lady? Yeah. I don't okay. know. I don't know actors or actresses' <laughs> names I mean, Grown Ups, part. there's a bunch of moms, and, it's, like, uh, there's a Adam bunch Sandler's of, there's wife. even some grandmothers. Yeah. Salma Hayek. Okay. Yep. See, you knew who I was yeah. talking about. Jeez. <laughs> you, I Question mean, you don't like even that. know what your movie title is. I have so no like... <laughs> idea. I really don't. I know yeah. that it involved, involved the word boss. Okay. That's it. Well, shout out to that. It must have been, you know, really left a mark if you, it was pretty if funny. you remember it that well. It was funny. Oh, okay. Nothing to like. Well, good. Nothing to put on the list like for things you about. have to. Yeah. And you don't have to check that one yeah, out, yeah. but it was good. It was, it was a renter okay. for sure. Nice. Or if you go to a matinee. <laughs> uh, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, Honestly, not a ton since the last time we recorded. I Where where was I the last time we recorded? I was still in Ohio? Question mark? Yes. Or was I back in Bloomington? I'm 85% when, sure when you were that? in Ohio still. What's today? Today's Monday the 13th. I am... Yeah. Yeah, I was still back. Oh, wait a minute. I turned 22 since our last podcast. Yeah, that's a big thing. Come I forgot on. about that. Yeah. There you Oops. Go. Yeah. So I kind of forgot Cue about the that. the Taylor Swift music. Um, <laughs> yes. So um, happy Taylor Swift year. It's It's been a blast already. I only played that song a couple of times, actually, which is probably yeah. less than in my head I thought that I was going to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I'm back in Bloomington now. I I actually had a really, really busy... Like, it was set up to be a really busy weekend, and it, it overall was a busy weekend, um, considering, like, it was weird in the sense that not a lot, like, was going on for many other people. So, I use first day of classes was today, and that was a little bit weird, because, like... Oh, yeah, you didn't go back. It's my first day of Woo-hoo. not having classes, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, it was like, I didn't have to worry about it, and I didn't have to go back, which was a little weird. Um, but, over the weekend, I worked a wrestling match on Friday... And then I worked um, a tennis match on Sunday, and I worked a ton at the escape room on Sunday, or like a decent amount. Like, basically, my Sunday was I was out of the house from eight forty-five a.m. until like six p.m. That's a pretty full a day. Sunday, so that That's was pretty, pretty full day. Yeah, it was a pretty full day. You also have mm-hmm. two sort of non-traditional jobs at the moment, so I mean, oh, I would very kind true. Of expect right. that. In in the sense of like, yeah, like they're definitely they occur more on the weekends. Than yeah, anything definitely. Else. So it's it's definitely a little bit weirder. Um, yeah. So I basically I've I've worked. I turned twenty two. Hung out in Bloomington. Um, watched IU win a basketball game against Ohio State on Saturday, which was nice. And yeah, like just 
have officially started the semester, the first semester of not being a college student, which is a little wow. bit weird. Look at but, you. Look yeah. at you go. Ugh. Feels very similar overall. <laughs> wow, that's good to hear. You know, nothing life changing. Yeah. It's, it's one of those moments where it's similar to how I thought of like getting your driver's license, graduating from high school, uh, turning mm-hmm. 21, like those, those, what did we call them? We had a whole podcast about it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're like milestones. Like we my, talked yeah. about the numbers that are important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The milestone years, the milestone moments. Like you think of them and you think mm-hmm. like you hit those moments and things are going to feel inherently different. And then you hit them and it still feels pretty much the same. You just have a slightly different schedule and no homework. Right, exactly. Yeah. So like it was funny. We, um, you know, like my roommates moved back in and we like saw a couple other friends and like one of them had like been out of the country the whole semester. So we went over to see her that was like she was back. Actually, Rachel's two roommates in the house that Rachel's not living at now because she also graduated. So Mm -hmm. like basically saw everybody and it was kind of funny because I was like, well, like, do you guys have class tomorrow? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like, what's everybody do? <laughs> and probably the biggest but, difference for you is the fact that Rachel's not there anymore. Yeah, it's kind of a sad, a bummer, big time bummer. So now difference, you get to experience but... the whole long distance thing. So, yay, join the club! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but at least it's not too far of a distance, and yeah, like I'll definitely be like making as many opportunities to to close that distance as I can in the sense of like hopefully I'll drive up there and she'll drive down here and shout out to her for like being down here for my birthday and just hanging out for a couple days so yeah but so far so good I'm not crying myself to sleep tonight yet (laughs) trying not to anyways (laughs) yeah so far not 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 quite there but this podcast keeps me going (laughs) At least something does. At least something does. I always got you, buddy. Every Monday night. Yep. Thanks. Except Appreciate for the it. listeners. Sometimes it's Tuesday. Sometimes it's Wednesday. You know, whenever yeah, I get around true. to it. Sometimes Thursday morning. Right. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> whatever the internet does for us, whatever Josh's schedule allows. But we're, we're consistent and that's what counts. <laughs> yes, I agree. We, we get it out uh, 51 times a year. So. That's the goal. Heck yeah. That's pretty that's pretty solid. Yeah. I'd say so. Um know. Yeah. Speaking I feel like we've run into a time where we don't really have a good transition into the I set would, topic that I would agree. we teased last week. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna go ahead and dive in and say that like this week I've been a little bit excited to talk about what we teased last week, which was talking about like the what what was the word you said? That I don't know is a real word. Did efficacy? you say efficacy? Efficacy. Yeah. Is that a real word? Yeah, that's a real word. Because I tried typing it and it didn't like, like it wouldn't. It kept autocorrecting it to other stuff. So I don't know if it was just like too smart for Siri or what. But anyways, efficacy, we were talking about the efficacy <laughs> of zoos. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, That'll yeah, be our pseudo, not 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 actual fact of the week. Hopefully, but like our pseudo tiny little. Fact of the week is how to spell efficacy. I believe, and I'm no spelling expert, ask anybody who knows me, but I believe it's (laughs) E-F-F-I-C-A-C-Y, the efficacy. Oh, see, I know that word. I thought you were saying ethic, like ethics, like is a zoo, like ethical, like ethic, E-T-H-I-C. I I thought you were saying ethicacy. Efficacy? Not F, F not F, F E-F-F. Yeah, I thought efficacy? you were saying E-T-H, like yeah, that's E-T-H-I-C. Not a word. Right, I, yeah, that's that's why I was confused. But okay, the efficacy, does that mean what you think it means? No, I don't think so. <laughs> but that's okay. It means, yeah, it's, it's like the, it definitely the, does it. Because <laughs> it, it means like the effect of something, like how effective are zoos or, so like it kind of does, but it's, but we're okay. also talking I guess, about see, if they're ethical. I thought you, yeah, I thought you were purely talking about are zoos ethical, but I guess you're talking about the effect. Okay, yeah, sure. Because, like, yeah, okay. I think of it in both Ethic- ways. Eff- efficacy can work if that's – it changes the conversation a tiny bit, but not much. No, and yeah, I think we're talking our, about our both listeners, things for sure. Oh, yeah, right. So before we dive into that, um, efficacy – according to Google, is the ability to produce a desired or intended result. So, good job, yeah. and we'll accept it. So, nice work. Thank you. Thank you. 
And now that this transition has clunked into where we finally (laughs) wanted it to go, um, (laughs) what do you think about zoos, Josh? See, okay. I think that's a very loaded question to me. You might be more opinionated than me on this topic. Do you have like an extremely strong opinion? I I do. Basically, I like yes, I like zoos. I'm pro yeah. zoo for okay, I was a number say, of reasons. Hit me with your blanket. So that's I'll hit like, you with my blanket and then we'll dig in. Right. I wanted your blanket statement. Okay. I didn't want you to deflect and okay. put it back I on apologize. me. But since that's happened, that's okay. Yes, I overall am a fan of zoos. I think that um like in theory they're a great idea. I think that they're definitely like issues and things that can be made better. But I think given the world that we live in and the way that things are, zoos are much more positive than negative. So, like, I like a lot Ooh, of things okay. in life. You know, th- like, some things aren't entirely positive or entirely negative. Yeah. And I think zoos definitely have some, like, some cons. But yeah. more than anything, I think they have a bunch of pros. That is my okay. my blanket statement for me personally. Okay. And... Okay, so I I have to pick a definitive one, like good or bad, correct? I mean, I you, you don't really have to. So okay, so for a, let's let's give um before you give yours, I guess okay. maybe, or you should give yours first. Okay. Anyways, like I I asked Rachel, my wonderful girlfriend, who worked at a zoo for a while, like uh-huh. over a summer, her opinions, and asked her a bunch of different questions that we'll use some tidbits from, and basically her blanket statement was that she's about she's like fifty fifty on kind of she said 50 50 on the issue okay basically and that's kind of as to whether or not zoos slash aquariums are are good or bad i think that okay here's mine the institution of zoos are poor i'm not a fan of them however okay i think what zoos do for wildlife as a whole is generally positive okay and i can dig into that a little deeper if you'd like yeah, that's that's kind of the goal because okay. if not, we'd be wrapping up at that's 13 true. minutes. I think so. it's a good spot to wrap up. Well, hey folks, we're yeah, all right. done for today. So, okay, Evan so. is pro zoo, <laughs> Rachel's 50-50, and Josh is, you know, a little bit like less pro zoo. So, it evens yes. out to about eh, like they're okay. Okay. So, <laughs> end of podcast, we'll see you yeah, next yeah. week. Well, and <laughs> I think that the other part of it is like like you mentioned, it's not just zoos, we're also hitting on aquariums too, so we're kind of wrapping two slightly different right. things into this one topic. Um because for sure. I think they stand for, for anyone who similar stuff. Right. And anyone who for some weird reason may be listening to this podcast before they listen to last week's podcast, um, part of the discussion is because we talked about me going to a zoo in Jacksonville, Florida, and then also an aquarium in Georgia, um, or in Atlanta. And like, yeah, so a little bit both, but like, I I feel like personally, I have more things to say about zoos too. Plus a lot of zoos have aquariums. So anyway, yeah, that's kind of like, we'll put the, we'll put the slash in there, but like, obviously we're kind of talking about slanting zoo. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Um, But so for the reasons that I think just to rattle off a couple that I think I'm not as big of a fan of zoos is generally speaking, I feel like, sorry, excuse me. I feel like, and I am going to preface this as we do with everything on this podcast. I haven't done like a ton of research. I'm not like an expert on zoos or anything like Mm -hmm. that. This is just pure opinion. And my opinion is that zoos for the most part have animals in captivity um, just for the pure enjoyment of humans. Not that the zoo, not that the animal should be in captivity there. Um, Not that the animal is thriving better in captivity than it would be in um, the wild. But it's just so that way the zoo can make money and that people can go see the cute and furry little animals. However, the other side of that that I mentioned was I think that what they do for wildlife as a whole is positive, and that's because some zoos, and I would say probably most zoos do this to an extent, they take in animals who are injured or endangered and try to bring back the species, as well as uh, they promote conservation, and then they also promote an all-around kind of intrigue of different types of animals that I think would probably be 
one of the reasons that if I was a betting man, at least some biologists get into the field is because of the animals they see at zoos and things like that because it just trips their interest. And so because Mm -hmm. of zoos, it does push the knowledge further. It pushes conservation further. So it does push those good things as a whole further. But on the micro level, those individual animals, I don't think it's better for them. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, yeah. So basically, like you gave, I think, the two general um, arguments like for and against. I think you're right that some people look at zoos as like, oh, like look at these, you know, like majestic wild animals that don't belong in captivity and they are only here for the enjoyment of people who are paying to, you know, yes. basically come and like tap on the glass and like like the girl in Finding Nemo at the dentist office. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to torment these yes, animals and absolutely. poke them and they are, they are my own little like play thing that I can come yes. and look and see whenever I want um, and not care about at any yes. other time. So that's pretty much the main like, like no zoos aren't good argument. And I think you're right about the other side, which is that zoos do a lot of things. So that's like kind of my view on zoos is that like more so they are very positive locations because like like you mentioned the things about um like conservation and specifically one of my like biggest like pro zoo standpoints is the stuff that they do for um like endangered species and threatened species and things Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. as someone who like there's a stat about that and this is a stat that i've known years ago and also first fact of the week we may have other you know animal related stats that each of us might know but basically like there are more tigers in captivity than there are in the wild as someone who has a favorite whose favorite animal is a tiger that's like it's it's sad but it's like it's also like man thank goodness for captivity because if not like there'd be no tigers basically like there you know things would be even even more dire um, like the straits and the chances of that sure. animal recovering. So I think like there's a lot of animals yeah. like that where um, captivity again, may- maybe isn't the, like the better alternative. I think the best alternative is, Hey, let's stop poaching and stop tearing up the, um, you know, natural habitats and deforestation and stuff like that. Yeah. And let's let nature, you know, be nature. However, given that like people can't really stop doing that and stop other mm-hmm. people from doing that. I think having a place like a zoo or, you know, like a preserve or something in place um, to, you know, take care of those animals and to further both, you know, research and rehabilitation and repopulation efforts and stuff is like is the only other alternative and is a huge benefit. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of my my big things. Yeah. And those are things that that you just touched on. Yeah. Wait. So let me um, yeah, let me yeah, hit go. like two other things that you didn't yeah, yeah. touch on that yep. like Rachel mentioned. So she, I, I like that you talked about how it may pique people's interests with like, um, you know, like oh, like I, I want to take care of these animals or something like that. That's something that Rachel talked about. She said that it um, quote really fostered my love for the animals and life in general on this earth because um, I think it does kind of give you that appreciation where if you're seeing something on National Geographic or in a textbook or whatever you may not have that like like same connection as if you're going and seeing like a real live oh, for tiger sure. or elephant or whatever you might be seeing. So I think that's a big part. And then also like um, that education aspect where you're teaching people like, hey, these things do exist. They're awesome. Like look at how cool they are. And this is why we need to take care of them. These are the things that you can do. And really just like building that connection um, in a lot of different ways instead of just like, like oh yeah, like save the save the pandas or save the tigers or whatever. Yeah, um, for I sure. think like it's it's a way to do that hands on. Well, so. and Rachel's degree in part had something to do with animals, correct? Like animal psychology. Yeah, not or something? not quite to the same degree. So she had a, a minor in animal behavior. Yeah, so I did that. Uh, was that triggered by anything at the zoo? Do you know, or what, or did she go to the zoo because of that at all? Was that in any way related? Um, I mean, I think it, it maybe played some of a role. This is also me talking, not knowing 100% You're the answer. You're speculating a little bit. But yeah, I, yeah. I think, right. But so basically, Rachel is is someone who um, is a huge animal lover and really like just likes all animals, 
big or small for the most part Mm -hmm. um except maybe like spiders and creepy you know like house uh centipedes and crickets and stuff that are terrible and annoying and mosquitoes <laughs> i hate mosquitoes this may be also who likes mosquitoes? My thoughts. name one um, person name one person that's like nobody you know, and they're not you know, my even favorite good insect for anything. is a mosquito yeah my favorite yeah they're they're not good for anything like other bugs at least they do spiders at least they kill other bugs mm-hmm. and at least they can do stuff mm-hmm. mosquitoes all they do is bad things they're the worst <laughs> they're the worst anyways off track so yeah i think rachel like part of it was um that she would love to work with animals yeah in some capacity maybe in the future so that was a, a part of it but also just to like understand them and then she went to hmm. she did go to costa rica on like kind of like a like animal behavior ish like biology trip yep, where yep, they were I like recording that. like plants and animals and stuff yeah, so like that was her driving motivation for going on that trip. I think that makes sense. Um, that makes yeah, a lot of so sense. So it, it's all driven by like a love for animals for and sure. the possibility of like, oh yeah, I, I might want to do something with this. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, my two notes that I I made while you were talking, and I made actual notes because I was like, I'm gonna forget the story of my life. Oh wow, you didn't um, make just mental notes? Nope, no <laughs> mental notes. I actually wrote them down on a nice. sticky note. Um, you were talking about your fact of the week about tigers that there are more in captivity than mm-hmm. there are in um, the wild, and so is are they called white Bengal tigers? Is that what the white tigers are? Or do they have so a special there name? There are like there are white tigers and I believe they're Bengal tigers. Okay. Um, yes. And and I, I will stop there because you may have you may say what I what I'm thinking. Uh, probably. I was going to I, my addition to that to your fact was the fact that there are none of the white tigers in uh the wild. They're all in captivity because they would all die in the wild. Correct. Yeah. That's like a mutation that is incredibly unhelpful and yes. those tigers would die and oftentimes like would get sick and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So this is true. Yep. And then my other note was thinking you mentioned kind of about how um, zoos frequently help animals to make a comeback that are endangered. Have you ever heard of mm-hmm. seed banks or seed vaults? I have seed like s-e-e-d yeah yeah like what you plant in the ground and things grow yeah um like i think i've heard about it almost in the context of like like sci-fi movie type stuff of like doomsday like oh like we're gonna keep you know like one of each like like almost like an arc yeah type exactly scenario. exactly <laughs> like that yeah that you mm-hmm. hit the nail on the head that's exactly what there are and they're I was reading an article about them the other day and there's like a thousand of them or more than a thousand of them around the world. And then between all of them, they have most of the known um, seeds of plants in those. So that way, let's say there was a wildfire in a certain region where only this, this Uh one plant was only located there. Well, in an ideal world, now they could go uh, replant this plant and bring it back from the dead. Kind of once it was uh, interesting not there any longer. And so I was kind of mm-hmm. thinking about that in the context of zoos as you were talking, because it, it seems like zoos could work kind of as an arc almost. Um, mm-hmm. If there was a wildfire or I know you were hitting on a bunch of like human natural disaster or human disasters, global warming and things like that. Mm-hmm. Or even if there was a hurricane or a tsunami that wiped out this minimal, minimal uh, population of animals, if the right, zoos right. had a male and a female of that animal, well, theoretically, there would be a way that they could start to bring back that population at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's like part that. So you're you're right that I brought that up, and you are right that that is like a a possible good thing for zoos. The one interesting thing is it's there's a really fine line where most animals like born and raised in captivity would not do very well like if if released like back into the wild so basically people that that are not Mm -hmm. a fan of zoos i'm not really sure what they're like excuse me like what what they think the best like what what the option is basically like if you close all the zoos like that's i don't think that's helpful you know because like what would you do with the animals put them right back into the wild where they would probably immediately die like because they've never like been exposed to that or like aren't in good shape for that. Like, I, I don't know, 
if that's what they think would happen. But if you took all the animals, if people were like, all right, we agree that zoos aren't good and they're not ethical. Mm -hmm. And in 2020, they're not politically correct. We're going to shut down all the zoos and ship back all the animals to, to where they're from. Like, I don't think that would help anyone. I think that would just, that would be a bummer for all the animals. However, I think there are times where you can start to reintroduce, you know, like babies that get born in zoos back into their natural habitat, but also something that like we've kind of mentioned, but I don't know if we've said it explicitly is particularly for the purpose of rehabilitation. So for example, I, you know, you've probably seen like videos online of like people who will like find a, you know, let's, let's say one that I've seen a bunch of um, is like people find like a manatee or what was that movie? It was called dolphin tail or it's like, Oh, also like flipper, like stuff like that. Oh, where, yeah, it's like, where half of it was um, gone and they had to make another half or whatever. Right. And like free Willy. And it's like, yeah. So like they, they found you know, this dolphin in the wild and they gave it, you know, a prosthetic tail and helped nurse it back to health and then put it back in the wild. I think that's a big underrated part of zoos Um, But it's also like a harder thing to do um, just because it takes a lot more like resources and expertise and things like that um, to like take like, you know, if there were an injured tiger somewhere like to take a wild tiger to nurse it back to health in captivity and then put it back out into a zoo would be difficult. So I think a lot of times you'll hear animals where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, this this guy was was left abandoned by his mom. So the zoo took him in and. You know, now he's he's lived the rest of his life here at the zoo. Like, I think a lot of times zoos take in animals like that, where yeah, it's like that makes sense. These animals would not have lived had they not come to the zoo, and that's yeah, honestly, like probably the biggest thing that I think it, that I'm pro zoo about. So it's like, like what would these animals do if it weren't for the zoo? Yeah, yeah, that um, makes sense. Because I, I don't think zoos like maybe back in the you know whenever zoos started like fifty zoos have probably been around for. I bet they've been around think, people, since the 18 or 1700s, 17 or 1800s. If not more yeah. in like different compa- in different capacities. Yeah, just like I bet, pets like I bet almost. Even, well, right. Like even like the first caveman may have been like, dang, that's a super cool saber tooth tiger. Like <laughs> time up I'm outside, gonna, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's try and trap him and put him, put him in a little cage so we can look at him. Yeah. Like you never know. That's true. But it's possible. That's also a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so like, I, I feel like maybe back in those days where it's like, I, I think of stuff of like World's Fair stuff where people would like, yeah, yeah. like bring things from other cultures. Like I can definitely see people like, like going into, let's say, you know, like India and capturing a bunch of wild tigers just to put them in a zoo in America. And yeah. That I don't, I don't like that. And But I don't think a lot of zoos do that, which I think is maybe a misconception. And again, I don't know a hundred percent how zoos get like completely populated in terms of their animal population. Well, but I, I don't think that's what happens. I don't think at much. this point it happens anymore. I think most of the time from exactly, my understanding right. of point. it, it's mm-hmm. zoos work with other zoos and kind of pair up the animals. So that way they can uh, produce more animals within captivity. They're not going out to the wild anymore and capturing them. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're talking about the positives of the zoos going out and helping these animals who can't, uh, live a normal life in the wild on their own. And I see kind of twofold potential problems with that. Number one okay. is just like the law of nature, like survival of the strongest or the fittest or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe that animal, it wasn't supposed to be there anymore because this is really sad, but maybe it wasn't supposed to be there anymore because that species is trying to evolve and become a stronger species over time. And by allowing the weaker ones to reproduce, then you're just producing more from that bloodline. Whereas if you would let it, I guess, not be there anymore, the stronger ones would keep reproducing and improving uh, those genetics over millennia and evolving into a better, stronger animal. There's one. And the other side of it would be that zoos from a little bit of research that I've done, they also, there's so many of them that do terrible things for animals. And it's like, they have animal cruelty charges on them. I'm thinking of like, I was listening to one podcast. It must've been Joe Rogan. Cause I only listen to Joe Rogan, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but where he had the guy on 
who was like very strongly against uh, marine land in Canada. And like, he actually worked there for a while and it's like a zoo and aquarium. I believe that's like, it at one point was extremely popular. And now like over the past few years, they've had a ton of animal cruelty things like arise. And then I think of like mm-hmm. sea world with like the orcas and how like people yeah, actually died in those situations. And I was reading an mm-hmm. article today about how, like orcas don't do well in captivity, but people never really cared about that. They just wanted to see orcas and they weren't necessarily rehabbing all of them. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, like there's definitely so many different sides to this coin. No doubt. And I think like everything you brought up is definitely like those are, you know, like the counterpoints. And I think we're both kind of talking on like things that everything we're saying is, is a, it's, it's valid because it's, it's our thoughts, which, you know, Shout out to us. What, what, we have some 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 valid thoughts. I'd we are say valid so. in our in our thoughts and beliefs. But anyways, like to you know, not again, we're not like debating, but the fans do like it when we disagree. I think so, yeah. And like something that you said, like with the whole survival of the fittest, I think that's like sure I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think it is like it would be weird to go and yeah, just like pick out like, oh, like this little poor poor little animal, yeah, we're gonna run, save it. Yeah. It's like Right, like, why would you do that? And, like, people do that, you know, with, like, like squirrels and, like, like I did that. For did sure. Did ever tell the, the story about me with a rabbit that I did that? Oh. You might have heard I that think I've from heard my that mom story. in person. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know if you told it on here. I don't know. I don't think so. I probably haven't. But anyway, so, like, um, that's that's maybe a story for another day. So keep <laughs> listening, listeners. It's, it's real sad. I'm not ready to get into it. But <laughs> it's not that sad. It's pretty quick. But anyways, like, so I, I think kind of the the unfair thing is like oh survival of the fittest yada 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 yeah and i i guess that that like that's kind of how nature works yes however the way that humans have like basically like impacted that in a non-natural way yeah yeah i think is where that kind of almost invalidates it where it's like like man like this tiger you know like maybe it wouldn't have lived forever obviously because Mm -hmm. that's not how nature works but like it wouldn't have died or the tigers wouldn't have gone extinct just because of nature, but they might go go extinct because humans are, you know, completely like wrecking their habitat and killing them just because they look pretty and stuff like that. And it's like, like where does that like nature line come into play is kind of weird, but I I think you're right. And I think something that like, I don't have, you know, a, a list of like, um, like instances in front of me, but I think the whole like, animal cruelty thing and like oh man like did you hear about that thing at the zoo is like a big part of the negativity it's like you hear i think part of that is because you hear about the bad stuff yes, right so you hear sure. about how oh man SeaWorld, you know mistreated and exploited these animals and didn't really do what they said they were going to do and then you hear about stuff like um where it's like oh no like you know the a, a leopard got out and they had to kill the leopard or something like that or like a thing like at the cincinnati zoo um back home in ohio a couple years ago what was that probably 20 when was when did they have to when did the kid fall in the gorilla pit and they had to shoot harambe oh yeah that was, was not that, like that long ago yeah, that 2016? 2015 or 2016 yeah, it was, yeah it was when i was in college so right yeah so it was relatively recently and that was a huge deal i mean also because people like really just kind of like the internet was like, that cincinnati that I believe so. Really? I'm 90% sure. I believe that was the, you. Actually, I never I'm, knew I'm where 100% that happened. sure. Yeah, that was at the Cincinnati Zoo. Mm. And, you know, a, a kid, for those people who maybe don't know about it, fell into a gorilla enclosure. And, like, again, that's, like, of no fault of the gorilla. It's not like the gorilla climbed no, yeah. out of the enclosure and pulled the kid in. Yeah, I know. A kid fell in. Yeah. And then the gorilla, you know, like, was a danger to a small child because it is a, yeah. you know, 800 pound male gorilla. And clearly they're picking and they the had kid to, over the animal for sure. Like it's right. Lot, and they like had logical. to shoot the gorilla, right. They had to shoot the gorilla in the zoo and yeah. put it down um, because it was, you know, like a danger to this kid. And that's the stuff you hear about yeah. versus like, I think I, I, I want to hear your personal zoo experience too. Cause I think I, part of my, um, it, like, pro zoo stance if that's that's the way i'll go Mm. with it is that i have been really lucky in my life to have attended or not attended (laughs) but like um gone to and like um been in close proximity to some really really good zoos okay um for like starting back home 
I've also been to zoos a ton. Like I, we used to have a membership yeah, to like yeah. the Columbus Zoo um, in Ohio, mm-hmm. and that's like a zoo that is near and dear to my heart. And it's a really, really good zoo. They do a great job of like, like making sure that the efforts are for conservation and you know rehabilitation, yeah. and it's not like the like prototypical i feel like oh look at all these tiny animals in you know small cages and all these animals are having terrible lives it's like they have you know they've constantly renovated and tried to you know make sure that things are you know better as as best condition as you can have it for the animals and i think they do a really good job um like they have do you have you ever heard of jack Hanna? i don't think i have actually so he's like he he was kind of he's like an older version of guys like like Steve Irwin like the crocodile oh, hunter okay. yeah yeah and like basically yeah he's so he's like he was on Animal Planet and stuff like that like a conservationist but he's a little bit on the older side especially now I think he's probably somewhere in his eighties um, but basically like the Columbus Zoo for whatever reason I think maybe it's because he's from there is like his zoo so like huh. it's like he you know, that's puts neat. in money and like support for the zoo and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's awesome. So that's been a zoo that's like, maybe I've been a little bit spoiled where I don't have some like crappy zoo that <laughs> mistreats their animals. Crappy zoos aren't good. Uh, yeah. But then, right. But also like, again, I feel like you don't hear about like these awesome zoos and another yeah. zoo that I think you really don't hear about, but is one of the like most amazing places and like a place that I wish like I could have spent two weeks at um, is the Australia Zoo. Because the Australia Zoo in Australia, um, obviously, hmm. that seems redundant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's the Crocodile Hunters Zoo. That's, you know, Steve Irwin's zoo. And if you ever had seen his TV show, like, he was all about, like, all right, these animals are animals that need to be protected. And, yeah. like, like, you know, let's let's not be afraid of these animals. Like, these are animals are marvelous, beautiful creatures. Sure, they might be incredibly deadly and stuff like that. But any life is, like, positive life. And their zoo has an entire, like, like some zoos have, like, signs up and, like, maybe small little areas of, like, mm. oh, like, you know, let's conserve and rehabilitate these animals. Yeah. Actually, at the zoo in Jacksonville, they had a little, like, a building where they were helping, like, uh, like raise frogs and, like, um, increase the frog population in different parts of, I think, South America and stuff like that with rainforest um, being depleted. Where it's like, oh, like you can see like the behind the scenes, like this not not a lab, but like little, yeah. you know, boxes of like, oh, they're helping, you know, grow these tadpoles into frogs. Yeah, and, and have a tangible like that. impact there on the number of frogs. Right. Yeah, like in a safe environment. Um, and like the Australia Zoo does a great job of that, where like we got to go visit as kind of a behind the scenes thing with people to people, like see where they have like a like a surgery center so they can bring in animals you know, like from the wild, if you like ever watch, go, go out and watch Crocodile Hunter, like the old TV show. Cause like you would see them bring in, you know, like baby kangaroos whose mothers had gotten hit by a car and like, you know, nurse, nurse them back to health and release them. And they like, that is a major part. So I think I've been lucky to see zoos like that. Oh, for um, sure. In my experience and aquariums too, where like, you know, I don't think I've been to like, like crappy little, like, oh man, like that poor, (laughs) poor animal i don't think i've ever really thought that but okay well yeah I, I so my zoo experience i would say i don't think it's terrible i would say it's pretty good like i i also That's haven't good. been to a lot of like rinky dink zoos i suppose like for <laughs> good word <laughs> thank good. you yeah. thank you uh fort wayne has a pretty good zoo that i grew up going to like we would go there on field trips and stuff oh, like they that. have a zoo yeah yeah and it's actually pretty nice That's cool. and they're remodeling it constantly and upgrading it and it seems good um indianapolis has a pretty good zoo um enjoyed that one rachel yeah that was her zoo okay hopefully i can say that (laughs) that was her zoo (laughs) she She owned that zoo for a while (laughs) the the rachel zoo yes exactly indianapolis (laughs) um i've i've been to the uh, national zoo in dc which was an interesting experience and then Mm -hmm. the only other kind of notable zoo that i've been to was two summers ago so it would have been 2018 now um that my family and lauren went to uh the san diego zoo gosh i was drawing a blank there for half a second oh, cool. and i yeah. think the mm-hmm. san diego zoo is like the number one zoo in the united states i've heard a lot about it but i don't think i've ever been if i have it's when i was like really yeah little, but... and that zoo is amazing and giant and like but but again i don't necessarily go into the zoos and this could be 
a me thing, not a zoo problem. Because all of these zoos might have very dedicated positions for conservation and how they're helping uh, bring back mm-hmm. animals that are injured and yada yada. However, right. when I'm there, I'm not paying attention to that. I'm paying attention to the animals and mm-hmm. <laughs> enjoying that, I suppose. I'm one of those people who's just at the zoo to enjoy looking at the animal. I'm not thinking about oh, the no conservation yeah. side of things at all mm-hmm. um, when I'm there. And so, as as I said, like that's probably a me thing for not paying attention to that side. And I think probably next time I go to a zoo, because of this conversation, I'm going to be paying more attention to that and seeing what the zoo does to help animals and help conservation. But I just haven't mm-hmm. done that before. And so I can't really say one way or another, as you were talking about, uh, the Steve Irwin Zoo, the Crocodile Hunter Zoo in Australia, you could mm-hmm. really see the impact that they were having. And then the Columbus Zoo, see the impact that they were having. I can't say that I've ever really paid attention to the impact that any zoo is having. So that might also affect my opinion and uh, have swayed me to my initial response of saying the zoos were negative because mm-hmm. I've always been the pe- person there who's not going and paying attention to the conservation side. Oh, or yeah. mm-hmm. maybe it's not as prevalent at the zoos that I've been to. Right. And I think that is, that's a really good point that I didn't even really, really think of something that like, comes to mind that rachel and i saw um in jacksonville and like i i just now kind of thought about it is that like zoo tickets can be really expensive oh, for and sure. like all the stuff in zoos are pretty expensive and uh, like i know when we were in jacksonville there wasn't anything like immediately at the very front when we were buying our tickets like ours i didn't think about it because it was like we paid student ticket price so it was like 10 bucks a ticket yeah um but like there were families ahead of us where it's like they bought like the 3D shows and like a ride on the train that goes around the zoo <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. you know the family experience and it was like like 50 60 bucks and yeah. i'm like huh like that's a lot of money especially if it's just going all to the zoo and that's one thing if it's like you know going towards constant upkeep of the enclosures and more importantly constant improvement yeah but i'm pretty sure that like at the columbus zoo they have signs up where it's like your admission goes towards, you know, like these conservation efforts and stuff like that. And it's like, they are very like, uh, I I guess transparent would be the word about Mm -hmm. like, like, you know, it may be a little bit expensive, but like your money's going towards something. Yeah. So that's something where, again, depending on the zoos, some zoos may not have, um, that emphasis, but you may, um, without even knowing it, be contributing to that thing just by going and seeing those animals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, if you're paying your 20-buck admission just, you know, and having a great time thinking, oh, man, like, look at that elephant doing a crazy thing, (laughs) you know, doing a handstand. Well, that you may want to alert someone if there's an elephant doing a handstand. Um, (laughs) No, they stand up on their back legs, but the leg stand? Uh, I don't know. what. regular stand? (laughs) Animal, okay, real quick, super, like, hard left tangent or right or something animals with four legs do you say that they have hands or arms or is it four legs like like if you have a dog that you put a sweater on like do you put the sweater on over its head and over its front two legs or do you put the sweater on like like under it or like how i don't know like what is your perception of animals with four legs like if i said an animal did a handstand what like would that what I'm would you automatic, that doing? I'm automatically thinking them going up on their front two legs if they're doing a handstand. Right. However, like, I don't think of would them that as make hands. it their hands? Yeah, I <laughs> that's a, yeah, I agree. Because them oh. going up on their back legs isn't a handstand. Like when a bear stands up on his back two legs, mm-hmm. he's not doing a handstand. Now oh see, bears are a weird one. Would you like do you think bears have arms or legs? Or both. Oh. Like, would you say that the front two they can utilize their coming front off of the paws for right? Because well, they things. obviously don't have yeah, they don't have hands. But are the, I guess their front paws are probably a little more dexterous than their back paws, maybe. Yeah, they're more so, versatile. They can definitely do a lot more with them. But that also might be just because they're at the front of their body and they can actually see what they're doing with them. That's true. Because like monkeys, I think without a doubt, monkeys have have legs and they have arms. Yeah, because they have thumbs and their feet can do hand stuff and that like their hands like their feet are very dexterous and stuff like that but like they obviously have feet and hands and arms and legs yeah i would agree with but that. like a giraffe i would say probably has four legs but a bear that's a weird one 
like I guess bears maybe have arms. Like I feel like a koala. Like when you look at it, Ooh, it's like it that, gives see, you a hug. Is it hugging you tough, with its legs? Because it's holding its baby. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Ooh, you're you're getting on an important topic here. I might we might have to put a poll <laughs> up or something. We'll we'll think about it, but yeah. definitely let us know. I think audience, the koala one are. or bears are where where the question kind of lies. Like, is it four right. legs? Because I have been hugged by a koala. I have a picture of me hugging a koala at the Australia Zoo. Yeah, and like, is it wrapping its arms around me or its legs. and its legs, Ooh. or is it wrapping four legs around me? I don't. Good question. Never really thought about it. Mm, look at you right now. Look at you out here just raising questions, <laughs> changing the world. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> one one weird, not important question at a time. But okay, we'll we'll have to put a poll yeah, out. Yeah, I like see, it. I like it. See what our audience thinks and uh, stuff like that. Cool. So I would be curious because you said you asked Rachel a bunch of questions, right? I did. And we yeah. definitely haven't hit on so all I can of them read yet. Off, Hit know, me with a couple or one mm-hmm. of those, and I want to dive into it a little deeper if you think there's one or two or three or however many good ones mm-hmm. on there that you think would be interesting. So one thing that I did ask her that I was kind of curious about is um, if she had ever witnessed anything like bad happen at a zoo, whether it's yeah, yeah. animal Ooh, treatment yeah, by question. like by workers, because she was a worker, but also something that like I noticed just walking around a zoo is the way that guests behave in a zoo. So like there are, you know, tons of like, like, oh, let's go into the lizard house where it might be darker and there will be signs that are like no flash photography. Yeah. You know, like don't tap on the glass, like don't scream and yell, that type of stuff. They're still screaming and, and yelling, still taking pictures. Right. People still do that. And that frustrates me because it's like, come on, like part of me, I'm a huge animal lover. Like at one yeah. point I went to zoo camp at the Columbus Zoo. I just now remembered that. Um, so another <laughs> yeah, shout geez, out to the Columbus important. Zoo. Yeah, but, like, I wanted to be a zookeeper. I knew someone who was a zookeeper and, like, was like, wow, they're, like, the coolest guy ever. Um, so, like, yeah, like, zoos, to me, and, like, etiquette, also in public, I consider myself being decent at public etiquette, but especially at, like, zoos I don't know about that. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Regardless, we won't touch on that. But it's like, like, come on, guys. Like, respect the animals. You know, again, they're not just there for you to, like, like poke at and like oh look at that thing and like throw you know like don't throw stuff at animals or like mess with them it's like they are in their habitat and you're in yours Mm -hmm. but her response um when i asked her that was that she like basically she had never witnessed anything um she said that she never really went behind the scenes though okay but um like she she did say that like there were some cool things that went on where it's like it's really neat to see behind the scenes sometimes where it's like at the Indianapolis zoo, they had macaws like that were, would just fly overhead. And like when we were in Jacksonville, like they just had random birds that could fly around, but they also in Jacksonville, this was interesting. We went to like, they had a little manatee habitat and it was really kind of like, like small and like, Oh, like that's weird. It was not like the manatee habitat that I was used to at the Columbus zoo. And they were feeding them. And that's why, like, I asked one of the workers, I was like, oh, well, I think I made a joke. I was like, do they prefer, like, house dress or house salad or Caesar salad? <laughs> and it was, like, kind of stupid because they were or not, they were feeding them romaine. And I was like, do they – or they were feeding them lettuce. And yeah. I was like, do they prefer romaine or iceberg? Funny. And she had a good, like, smart answer. She's like, well, since iceberg has no nutritional value, we feed them romaine. And I was like, <laughs> well, like – Thank you for your thought out response. <laughs> and like, yes, my joke was stupid, but <laughs> um, like she, I think explained and there were signs up that talked about how like part of the reason the manatee habitat wasn't like incredible is because being in Florida, they bring in manatees that like get hit by boats and stuff and will then like actively look to release them and like put them back out um, quickly. So I think like, when you can see behind the scenes, it's, it's cool to yeah. see those things. But I'd, I'd also imagine that some zoos and some places and some people you may see, it's like, Oh, like that's how they treated like those animals in the cages or like, oh, that's what sure. they have to like eat or live in and yeah. stuff like and that. And I do think so that's interesting. I, I especially. Oh, yeah, I do too. Especially because like you're talking about like in Jacksonville, I never even thought about that, how maybe their mm-hmm. enclosure at a, a place like that or at a place like the San Diego Zoo for certain animals might not be as beautiful or as well as well built out and that's not mm-hmm. because they're not t- 
taking care of the animals as well or don't want them to have as nice of an enclosure, but it's simply because the animals aren't intended to be there as long. They're trying to release them right. back out into the wild and rehab them. They're not trying to keep them mm-hmm. there permanently. So why would they need them to have this extremely fancy long-term enclosure? So I, I think that's interesting right. for sure. And then you also brought yeah. up one other point that I wanted to hit on. Um, you were talking about how like people can have a negative effect on zoos. And you brought that up earlier with Harambe and the kid falling in. And I was going to ask then, and I'm going to, I have a couple points here and then I want you to give me your answers. So my question okay. about the Harambe. And I can also give more, more Rachel answers that she had some other interesting yes, thoughts. Too, absolutely. So. Cause I want to hear more of those too. Cause I think that was a super mm-hmm. good one and kind of led me down these rabbit holes for sure. Um, totally. <laughs> the, the Harambe one. Do you think that that is the kid's fault, the parent's fault, or the zoo's fault, or a combination of all of them? See, I I don't remember the exact specifics of the story, but I think that it was a little bit of a combination of all of them. Yeah. But I think that, that mostly falls on the parent and I guess a little bit the kid. But I think what might have happened mm-hmm. is that like the kid was either climbing around on the... Um, uh, on the railing or maybe like the parent lifted him up and like sat him on the railing or yeah. something. But basically like, like zoos for the most part have things in place where it keeps the guests away from the animals. Yes, right. I would say And it's so. like, I think there's nothing that that animal could have done. And like you said, like it, it sucks, but there, you're not going to, you know, side on, Oh, well, that kid's an idiot. Shouldn't have fallen in the gorilla pit. <laughs> let like, him die. <laughs> right. Let him die. Or like, you know, let's see what happens. Like, let's let him get, cause like the chance, right there, there's a chance that maybe the gorilla like comes over. And like, I think what happened in the video is he actually like grabbed the kid by his arm or leg and like dragged him in the water a little bit. Oh, okay. Cause the kid fell in like a, like a water, almost like a moat that was kind yeah, of like on around the, end, the edge like, of it on the other side. And I think the gorilla almost was coming up like, like out of curiosity, like what, like, why is there this stupid little hairless monkey <laughs> in my, you know, enclosure? Yeah. And I think there's a chance that maybe if they just would have let it, you know, like waited to do anything, maybe the gorilla like goes away and then, yeah. you know, it also then they can quickly, right. It also could have been like, oh, uh, the gorilla, you know, like killed the kid. Yeah. So I, I think like there, it is not the animal's fault. Again, I don't know the specifics of that story, but like if the kid, you know, squeezed through something that like wasn't meant to be mm-hmm. squeezed through or wasn't perfectly safe, then maybe that falls on the zoo. But if it's the parent that's like holding the kid up or like, hey, like, you know, look at this, like, then it's like, come on, guys, like there's safety precautions in place for, sure. for a reason. And I think that was, you know, a big part. So I think stuff like that is really tragic just because it's, it's, it's hard to place all the blame on anyone. Now there's some stories I'm sure where people like jump into an enclosure and it's like that. Yeah. You deserve what you get. (laughs) And I think, I think I actually heard about one of those, or I've heard about some of those where, uh, I, one relatively recently, was it the lady? I don't remember the specifics. There was some lady. And I think there was, I also heard one about a zookeeper. I want to hear what your lady one that you, that you think or thought of is, Okay. but I heard one where a zookeeper got attacked. Um, cause she like, basically didn't follow protocol when dealing with a big cat. I think it might've been a tiger might've been a ja- like something like a Jaguar, but she like, like turned her back on it and like, didn't follow. There's like a double door, like set system and she got attacked. And I don't know if she died, but they, they decided not to, I think they call it, you know, terminating the animal, yeah. or, you know, euthanizing the animal because it's like, like what, it wasn't the animal's fault. It's not like it's some it was you know, an animal, bloodthirsty, yeah killer it's like that it's the my bad kind of is what the zookeeper even might have said like i didn't follow protocol and this happened and yeah it's like the animal is is not at fault for that for yeah again like you said behaving like an animal i agree so the lady one that i remember and then i have a question after you either tell Mm -hmm. me i'm right or wrong is i thought recently that a lady and i thought it was a tiger enclosure like somehow got into this tiger enclosure and was like dancing or like yelling at the tiger or something oh like that i swore that was something is that the one you were talking about i could be totally wrong on every account i remember a lady got I into not, an but enclosure I, okay, so I of just, some kind holy crap so okay i just typed in lady in tiger and 
I was going to say like Lady in Tiger Enclosure. Yeah. And it pops up Lady in Tiger Cage 2019. And it's, do you want me to read some of the yeah, story? Yeah. Okay. So basically this is a, the CNN headline is the woman who taunted a lion at the Bronx Zoo has yes. been identified. And it is a lady who jumped into a lion enclosure and basically, like you said, she, she taunted the lion. Um, now it said that in the video, she, the woman can be heard saying, I want to get closer to him, um, as she climbs over the wooden fence. And then she says, baby, hi, I love you. As she mumbles mm-hmm. and waves before later breaking into a little dance. Um, yeah. So she apparently also illegally entered the giraffe area really? of the zoo. So huh, yeah, like that's like crazy. And yeah. there's nothing that like the animals can do and even the zoos to some point like you exactly. can't just put you know like big metal cages or like fully plexiglass no, for stuff sure not yeah in place like like i there were animals that i could have hopped into the enclosure and gotten into at pretty much every zoo and it's like, oh yeah for sure like why like whose fault is that like i'd be an idiot like, yeah why would i do that yeah so that leads me to my question <laughs> which is uh, uh-huh. Let's say funding isn't an issue because I obviously understand that zoos can get and do get so much of their funding through ticket sales and like refreshments and all of that stuff. But let's just sure, pretend sure. that funding mm-hmm. isn't an issue. Would zoos be better off and be able to accomplish the same goals or at least 98% of the same goals mm-hmm. without having humans enter the zoos? Man, that's okay. That's a good question. I didn't think that's the way you're gonna go with it, and I think. I'm. I mean, so if funding weren't an issue, yes, because obviously I understand then, that funding. The I would as, right. I would assume the majority of funding comes from people entering the zoo to look at the animals. I would assume that maybe yeah, at the very least you know stuff like upkeep you would think and stuff like that. But I I think overall, no, and it might just be my kind of like. In an ideal world, what is what a zoo should be about is giving the animals a safe, you know, home to live in, while also promoting and actively working towards things like conservation efforts and rehabilitation and like population efforts, but also the whole education side. Because yeah. I think part of the the point of zoos and aquariums too are like like you want the people that go to see these animals and be like, man, like, that's awesome. Like my favorite animal is a tiger. Like I'm going to donate to the world wildlife fund for tigers and like, you know, go out and try and make a difference. I think that's part of it. And I, I don't think like stuff like that, that extra stuff wouldn't be accomplished if zoos were just, um, just areas where it's like, Oh yeah, that's where the animals are. If they were strictly for rehabilitation and stuff like that. Right. Right. And I think like, it would maybe behoove zoos a little bit to you to like focus more on the enclosures than on like the guest services stuff where it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, like I don't need as big of a guest path or as big of a bathroom or food place Mm -hmm. because I want to add another enclosure or extend this one a little bit. And I think that would probably be like a smarter move. Um, Yeah. But again, that's just like focused and patron focused. Right. And I think that's the goal. So if, if it's like, if the focus is on the animals, then the people can be a good addition where it's like these people are going to help, you know, spread exposure on the animals and maybe go, you know, give more funding yeah. towards the animals yeah. and help the zoo grow even bigger and better. I but would if agree it's, with that. If, if the primary yeah. focus is like, oh, we're going to build an awesome place for people to come see all these animals yes. and like we're going to pack as many crazy <laughs> wild animals as we can. Yeah. Or and trains the around best, it like, and guest stuff like services. that. Yes. Right. It's like, that's where it's like, come on. Like the point is for me to see the animals and like for them to be okay and get to cohabitate. Yeah. So I I like that point actually a lot. I think, and I think that that's been my experience with the zoos that I've been to is they're mostly patron focused and it doesn't seem like they're as animal focused. Like it Mm -hmm. seems like a lot of the zoos I go to the places that I get to go to the food areas, the walking paths Mm -hmm. or whatever are far nicer and it seems like far, far more money has been spent on the upkeep of those versus some of the animal enclosures. Right. And I think, yeah, that's just like, it kind of depends, again, where you're at, what your experience is. Because I couldn't tell you the last time I went into like a food court for like 
a zoo or I guess, but like, so seeing at the Georgia aquarium, that was definitely one where it's like, whoa, like the gift shop is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like some of the like 4d experiences and theaters are crazy. Like they had a big dolphin theater area, but it's like, you look where they actually kept the dolphins. It's like, oh, like that's really kind of like crappy and sad. And like, that's weird. And that was, that's probably one of the ones that I've had the most like, like, negative reaction to in the sense of like oh like some of these enclosures are really not what i'd hope they would have been but like the guest stuff is really cool but it's like i would rather for me as a guest i would rather have a cool enclosure where the animals like happily living to see a cool animal because that's what i'm there for i'm not there for the extra stuff right like the gift shop and the you know the shows and everything where it's like but again that's personal preference sometimes that's what people are interested in seeing and they're also like oh by the way we should go look at the whale shark in it's you know thing because yeah. because <laughs> why not but <laughs> i agree yeah uh well sir do you have one more topic from rachel that you want to hit on or do you want to wrap it up yeah i do so i have one more thing that she brought up that was a really interesting point that i thought about and um also before i dive into that i do want to talk about um there's another I guess like way that I've seen the zoo idea done that is super Mm. interesting. And I want you to look it up kind of while I explain it briefly. It's called the wilds and it's in Ohio. And I believe it's associated with either the Cincinnati or Columbus zoo, but it's called the wilds. And basically it's like a big nature preserve where animals can kind of like roam freely and like live. And it's like a big, huge, like, like open area and like there are enclosures i think and i've never been but like you they still admit people and you can still go almost like a safari tour and like drive through it yeah it says it's a safari park right so it is primarily for the purpose of giving the animals this huge big open area and a little bit guests and i think that's an awesome idea an awesome way to do it yeah and i think like really neat yeah, like I've never been, but I really want to. And I, especially now after this podcast, I'm on, you know, feeling all, all zooed up right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like that's one where I think it would be really cool. I think if that were how a lot of zoos were like, where it's like, that's the focus. And also people can come look and see animals more in their natural habitat type of thing. Yeah, I agree with that. I would say that that gives us uh, something to do this summer. I'd say we make a trip to the Ooh, wild. That'd be pretty cool. All right, bet. That'd be that sounds fun to me. So listeners, look it up. Um I'm sure we'll talk about going. So meet us there, maybe. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't know how it works, sure. but definitely, yeah. So I, I would be down to look more into that. But okay, so last um kind of cool thought from Rachel that well, she has a lot of kind of cool and really cool <laughs> thoughts. Um, but we, we don't have time for all of them. But something that I asked her is um is about whether or not there are like better alternatives to zoos. Cause like I mentioned at the beginning where it's like, like people who are not like, Oh, like, no, zoos shouldn't exist. Like, what do they think should happen? That's something I really don't know. But what Rachel said to that question is she said that they're like, she, she doesn't think that there's much like a much better alternative. Mm -hmm. And she said something interesting, which is that everyone ideally um, that works at a zoo has trained for many years with the animals and is like, Basically, the zoos are a hub of people who love them um, in her experience is what they are. So that that was her. Yeah, it's not necessarily um, just a job for them. It's even more. Right. So it's it's a hub of people who who really love and care for the animals. And she said that everyone that she worked with um, did things, you know, like like Rover. And like, I think I've talked about that in the past where it's like they are they are animal people and they are they are at the zoo because that's what they love to do. And they're really passionate about that. And I think that was a really interesting insight and something that like I have seen. So like brief little anecdote uh-huh. is we were in the Jacksonville zoo and like we, we kind of save the tigers for, for last basically. Yeah. So mostly because it's like, that's kind of where they were in the zoo. <laughs> it's like they were, they were towards, <laughs> towards the end, yeah. but also it's like, that was, you know, my grand finale. It's like, for me, it's like, the tigers are, are the pinnacle no matter when we see them because they're, sure. they're great and I love yeah, yeah. tigers and they're so cool. But there was this really nice little old lady who was there and just kind of like like she was a Jacksonville Zoo worker and like volunteer, I think, or something. And like she was just there and like telling anybody who would listen to her come up like people, 
you know, it wasn't like it was a show, but she was just kind of standing around and she'd be like, like, see that one over there? Like, like that one's, you know, oh, and tell, yeah. she would tell us its name and be like, and those guys are brothers yes, and yes, they're yes. about five years old I love that. and they came here. Yeah. And it's just like, you could tell that like, she was so yep. passionate and people like that. It's like a lot of times, um, those people like that's, that's like they've retired yes, and maybe, volunteering. you know, go work or volunteer at a zoo yep. cause it's like, that's just what they're passionate about. And like, Ugh. they're, they're able to share that. And it's so cool. And that was really yeah. funny to me and cute. I totally like, forgot like this little old lady that. who's like talking about her personal little anecdotes yes. where she was like, Oh now, you know, like the other one's sleeping and he's a, he's a real, <laughs> you know, napper or something. That's <laughs> funny. Like, that's awesome. Yes. Like that's so cool. When we were at the San Diego zoo, there was a, older gentleman i think i think he was mm-hmm. in his 80s or 90s at the uh, wow. giant tortoises section and they were like from the <laughs> he probably looked like one of the tortoises <laughs> <laughs> i think they were galop like from the galapagos islands or something like that okay uh-huh. and that was exactly what it, you hit the nail on the head and described him exactly but in female form and for the tigers like he was doing all that same stuff for these tortoises and it, yeah it was so neat to hear him describe them and it was, it was clear that he was there all the time paying attention to how these tortoises act and kind of what their tendencies are and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I totally didn't think about that. Yes. That's cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. So basically like I've said over and over, I think zoos are great. I really think they're, Mm -hmm. you know, like something that again, if done correctly, are super beneficial for yes. everyone involved, both the people that get to come see the animals and the animals themselves. And like, my hope is that like, that's like the balance doesn't shift. Cause I, I feel like it yes. easily could like something that agree. we didn't even get into that. I, I almost made a note about, but it just didn't really fit is like, like circuses and stuff like that. Ooh, that yeah. That's pretty a whole much other totally topic. Against, yeah. Right? So like that, again, we don't have time to get into, but I think animals are exploited a whole lot for sure, both monetarily and you know like for production and all sorts of things i would agree but i think zoos are ideally you know not one of those ways i would agree i would agree well sir uh i'm gonna end it here with uh one 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 last question for you if you could be any animal what would you be and why hmm okay so (laughs) like my my easy answer so there's a few different ways that i would take this answer okay one, I'd love to be a tiger because tigers are cool, yep. but then I don't really know if I'd appreciate tigers. Okay. Another would be it'd really it'd be really cool to like be something like some sort of like water creature, okay. especially like a giant squid where I could like explore the depths. Oh, interesting. Like, that would be interesting yeah. to see what's down there. It'd also be cool to be like an eagle yep, or something yep. and like fly around. However, I'm gonna hit us with I would choose to be a human being because I would be able to use the most of, you know, my abilities to positively impact the lives of all the other species of animals on the planet. Wow. Look at you. And on that note, folks, <laughs> I'd say we just end it there. That was an unrehearsed oh, answer. That, that was so good. Just, that was man. so good. Well, folks, go change the world like Evan's going to. This has been the Life is Funny <laughs> podcast, and we will see you all in the next one. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>